you are now listening to the Prescription for Trauma podcast. We help young black men identify their trauma and go from forgiveness to freedom. We deep dive into scripture, self-assess, and share experiences, all while helping you establish and continue your legacy. Please welcome your host, Peter Gashoke. What is going on, world? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Prescription for Trauma podcast. It's your host, Peter Gashoke, bringing you another episode. I just want to point out the um, you know, the, the podcast cover art, guys. Uh, if you haven't seen this, <laughs> the art in this, right? Um, yeah, you see at the top left uh, of the image, you see RX. That's the sign for uh, a pharmacy. And then my name is right next to it, as well as my address. Uh, but okay, so th- so that just means that I have the prescription to, I have the prescription for trauma. That that's what it means, guys. It's actually pretty creative. <laughs> I encourage you to take a look at it. Uh, and of course, uh, this is a podcast. And the motto, right? The quick motto, like the catchphrase that I always say, is we go from forgiveness. To freedom. Uh, many of us have trauma, so here on this podcast, my mission is to help you identify your trauma. That's step one. Step two, forgive your offender. And uh, in my book, I talk about all kinds of strategies to forgive. I totally understand that uh, the majority of us kings have no idea what forgiveness is and I, I really want to tell you that, you know, from a spiritual perspective, there is a lot of power. I'm talking power in forgiveness. Forgiveness is very spiritual. And my podcast has a lot to do with trauma and it has a lot to do with mental health. But I have remixed everything and, and I say that mental health is more spiritual than behavior. Let me run that one back. Mental health is more spiritual than behavioral, especially when you have generational trauma. Um, uh, you know, a counselor cannot fix your generational trauma. A therapist cannot, <clears throat> excuse me, a therapist cannot fix your generational trauma. A psychiatrist cannot fix your generational trauma. I'm sorry to say, uh, but pills and pills and medication cannot fix your generational trauma. Those things cannot fix what your grandfather did, what your babysitter did, what your offender did and how they touched you or how they mishandled you, whether it, you know, uh, those things cannot fix what a bully in your school did. Um, There is an emotional wound uh, that cannot be fixed by any of the things that you try. That that's why forgiveness is the best. (laughs) That's why forgiveness is the best prescription for trauma. Um, my, my trauma was not my own. Uh, well one, it, yeah. Okay. Let me run that one back. It was mine, but I gave it to God and I had God deal with it. And I had God responsible for my trauma, but I'm sure there's, that's another podcast for another day. Today's title 
is called The Low Eye Experience. So I'm sure you clicked on this podcast wherever you listen to it. By the way, we are on Apple Podcast, Google uh, Podcast. We are on Spotify, and we are on many others, uh, including Anchor. Uh, of course, when you clicked on this one, right, you saw The Low Eye Experience, all right? The Low Eye Experience. That is the title that or the label for this podcast. And I wanted to reach out for those kings, for those young black kings that cannot tell their trauma to anybody else, including a professional counselor or mental health specialist. I wanted to reach out to those kings that cannot tell their trauma to even a parent, a parent like a mom or dad. Um, I wanted to reach out to those kings who are low eyes, low eyes. We will get to that heavily in like five minutes. But I want to reach out to those kings that have nobody to t- to talk to or to tell about their trauma. Uh, so the first group was that maybe you have a counselor, you have a therapist, but you don't want to tell them your trauma still. Well, and they're and and you're and you're probably in their desk or in their chair, and they're looking at you, uh, and they're saying, "Oh, I'm here to help you." And yeah, they may be down to help you, <laughs> but that does not mean that you trust them. <laughs> totally different, totally different context there. Uh, yeah, so I want to reach out for those people that don't have anybody to talk to to their trauma. Um, for those kings, young black kings that rightfully you cannot trust most people with your trauma. Like you, you are a low eye and you cannot trust anybody. Uh, I want to reach out to those kings uh, who feel that they cannot ask for help. Uh, you are you you claim that you are too much of a man. You're too hood. You're too gangster. You're too much of a, 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 a some kind of a, a this this big dog, and and you cannot tell. It's it's childish. And it's feminine to tell, you know, to, to disclose your trauma, one that is a lie from the pit of hell. And you need to eliminate that mindset because it is one that is structured on pride. Um, you are not your own savior. Uh, you, you, with this situation, you cannot help yourself. And for you to sit around and say, oh, I'm too hood, I'm too gangster, and I listen to all this trap and I... I can't tell anybody, you know, my trauma. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You need to, you need to reach out. You, you need to reach out to God, and you need to forgive because clearly you are in trauma. And with this situation, especially the one that I talk about, like generational trauma, especially generational trauma involving uh, maybe your dad or your grandfather, and we can even extend it to childhood trauma. You can't save yourself from these situations. For the for the and I wanted to reach out for the kings um, that are literally in an emotional prison. All right, you are in an invisible. I call it invisible prison. You cannot see it. Of course, when we're talking about wounds, right? Wounds like emotional wounds. Cer- certainly, those are not the wounds that you see on your on the surface of your skin. All right, those are not. You know, you know, you don't put on your physical eyes and you just. And then you just see your emotion. Those are actually, uh, of course, uh, in the core of you. Those are actually psychological 
wounds. These are not the ones that you can see. And so that's what keeps you in your invisible in your invisible prison because you think from the perspective of your you think from the position of your trauma. You 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 operate all oh men. That is such a sensitive statement. You operate from the position of your trauma. In other words, your trauma literally influences your behavior. It influences the way you think. Uh, and the way you think influences the way you talk. And the way you talk influences the way you have a relationship with your family and your friends. So everything is starting from your trauma. And so that trauma is your emotional and invisible prison. And to many of us um, are, are stuck because we, we, we literally have no way out because we don't know about forgiveness. But I came to tell you that there is an answer. There is an answer in forgiveness. Uh, of course, especially for the people who cannot tell their trauma to people. Of course, this episode is primarily for young black kings. Uh, but I also want to extend it to anybody else that may have just, uh, you know, uh, came on here as a guest. Uh, but for anybody who cannot tell their trauma to another person, there is an answer in forgiveness. Okay, so now that you know um, uh, about, you know, being introverted, right? So let me talk more about the low eye. You may have clicked on it and you're like, what is the low eye? Peter, you're talking about low eye and what in what on God's green earth is that? Well, the disc, the disc assessment is a personality or behavioral index that is backed by science and it measures people's preferred behavior. Now, the DISC assessment says that, that everybody has every kind of behavior, every kind of behavior. They have it. They have the D, the I, the S, and the C. But they have a stronger preference to one or two. So there's the, okay, so, so I'll just introduce it from a, from a broad uh, perspective. The D measures how you tend to approach problems and make decisions with an emphasis on new decisions and new problems. The D behavior the D measures your preference and your physical ability to come up with new uh, answers to new problems. It measures your rate or how fast you can come up with uh, practical solutions to everyday problems and your preference for it. Uh, so some people are literally, they love to come up with solutions. They, it's another, it's, it's one thing to come up with a solution but it's a totally different thing to love to come up with solution <laughs> all right so that's the D, that's what the d measures the i measures how you tend to interact with uh, others and share opinions the i measures how empathetic you are in other words how you prefer to look at a situation from the perspective of another person we're gonna, we're gonna cover the i a lot today the i measures your preference for trusting trusting again trusting new people uh, uh so a higher eye will trust new people and to them it, it it is it comes natural to them and they have a higher preference for sharing their opinions they are really good at uh, practicing empathy they are really good at okay so they also meet people in a very socially assertive way and that comes natural to them in their mind in the in the high eye mind they are like they are saying like oh, who wouldn't who wouldn't come up who wouldn't meet people in a socially assertive manner but just to let you be aware there are actually people who 
who who approach people and they're actually very introverted. Uh, and so the discs, so the whole beauty of the disc assessment is says that when you are aware of your own behavior, you can be at the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people, because it's from your self awareness that you, your your self awareness is like a compass. Listen to me very carefully. It's like a compass, because you are so self aware that you will literally go to places that cater, that strengthen, that edify, that complement. Your behavior, for example, a high eye, if they know that they are a high eye, they will go to a place that involves them talking to people. Um, yeah, all right, so uh, we're, we're going to talk about that a lot. So that the, the, the third behavior is the S, stabilizing. Uh, it, the S measures how you tend to pace things in your environment. Uh, the S is is how quickly you can adapt to different kinds of speeds of environment. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So, like, fast-paced environment, how you tend to react and just kind of, uh, you know, take in information. For example, in an uh, uh, airport, all right, there's a lot of people and they're all going different environments. A high S is very patient and predictable, passive and complacent, whereas the low S is... Um, uh, spontaneous, chaotic, active, restless, outgoing, and steady. Finally, the C measures your preference for established protocols and standards. The C measures your preference for taking risks. It's one thing to understand the risk that you are taking, but it's a totally different thing to want to take the risk. So the high C will not want to take a risk, whereas the low C, they're like, Oh, I understand the risk and I actively <laughs> want to I, I want to pursue the risk. The C measures your preference for established protocols and standards. High C's go by the book. They are document they, they prefer documentation, they prefer structure, they prefer standards, they prefer regulations, they prefer rules. They are the type of people that when you do something, oh, they point to the rule book and they're like, the rules say that you can't do this. <laughs> All right. So the, the high C's, they are constantly evaluating what the rules about a given situation or institution say, and they literally read the law to you. Um, a high C will will is, is very, perf they are perfectionist. They're very systematic, careful, analytical. Um, yeah, and, and so they just literally, a high C will not take risks, and, and a high C will uh, abide by rules and standards. So today I wanted to talk to you, uh, that's that's just an intro with the disc, all right? Uh, also, the D is also known as the pilot, the I is the flight attendant, the S is the ground screw, and the, and the C is the air traffic controller. Now you might be saying, Peter, what in the world does, does all of this have to do with trauma? Well, guys, you need to be self-aware of your own behavior. So let me, let's deep dive into the I real quick. The I in the disc represents interactive. Um, this is your score or your score. Your score on this skill represented below shows your location on the spectrum based on the pattern of your responses. A high score doesn't mean good. Okay, a high score, uh, a high I isn't good, and a, and a low I doesn't mean bad, <laughs> as this is a spectrum or continuum of behavioral traits. For example, higher I's tend to meet new people in an outgoing, gregarious, and socially assertive manner. The key here is new people whom one hasn't met before. 
M- many other styles are talkative, but more so with people that they've known for some time. The higher I scores are talkative, interactive, and open even with people whom they have just initially met. People scoring in this range may also be impulsive. (laughs) Your high I may come across as impulsive, but it's all good. Generally speaking, those with higher I scores are generally talkative and outgoing. Lower I tend to meet new people in a more controlled, quiet, and reserved manner. Like me, I'm a low I. Here's where the key word, new people, enters the equation. Those with lower I scores are talkative with friends and close associates, but tend to be more reserved with people they've just recently met. They tend to place a premium on the control of emotions and approach new relationships with a more reflective approach than an emotional one. All right. Uh, all right, so fast facts about the eye, uh, about the low eye, the low eye. This is me, guys. I am encouraged to open up a bit more to others and take a stand on important issues. Low eyes are more introverted than extroverted. We prefer work that doesn't require us to get too emotionally involved. Sometimes I may be seen as withdrawn by those who don't know you. You prefer a job culture with a predictable environment and with few sudden shocks and surprises. You are very introspective, keeping thoughts and emotions to yourself. All right, so Peter, you're saying, Peter, what does this have to do with trauma? Well, listen to, listen to me, guys. It has everything to do with trauma. Because when you go and you sit with a counselor or you sit with a beha- some kind of a behavioral coach or some coach, some kind of a psychiatrist, uh, I've, you know, some of you, you may have a counselor come to your house some of you, the, like some kind of a hospital or insurance assigned you um, a counselor. Like you didn't, you didn't choose. Some t- so there could be two situations. You chose your uh, a counselor and maybe you still don't like them. And in another situation, somebody like a parent, a mom or dad, a hospital, an insurance agency, they chose your counselor for you. And that, uh, that counselor is there to help you, but you don't understand that because you can't trust them. And so I really, this episode, this is, this is where, like, I, I want you to get it, right? You may be a low I and you don't tell your trauma to other people. But the problem with that is that you are still str- stuck in your own traumatic behavior, in your own trauma. And I was there. I couldn't tell anybody about my trauma because I'm a low I. I'm a low I. I just I if I, even if I want you to get it. So there are actually paid professionals that are actually there to help you, but I still couldn't trust them. Because I'm a low I, we just don't it, it takes a very 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 long time just as the assessment, you know, just as I had talked about with the assessment for us to share our emotions with other people. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what title they have. I don't care if you. I don't care if you are a world class, you know, mental health counselor. I don't care if you are a world class coach. I am not sharing it with you because, to me, in my mind, I don't trust new people. And if I did trust you, 
it would it would take a really 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 long time all right guys so of course like i i have studied the assessment for about a year now and i just want to tell you that the assessment is not the bible the assessment is not the gospel truth about you the assessment is not you know like written in stone your behavior changes a lot in other words the the DISC assessment is just a tool that you can apply in your situation to, to understand a little bit of what you're going through. But as true as that is, it still offers a ton of really uh, practical answers just because of how quick you can take the assessment, just because of how quick you can see a, a spectrum of your, of your preferred behavior. Um, especially because the DISC assessment, unlike others, um, it doesn't ask you to pick one or two answers that you. So when you do the assessment, you're supposed to rate what rate what you prefer from like one to four, one being the highest and four being the 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 like what you prefer the least. So the disc asks you to rate it. So that's how we can like assess your your whole behavior from you know with a really wide point of view. So but 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 still, um, excuse me, I may I may have derailed there. Uh, I was saying that, like, you don't need to, like, believe, like, the disc assessment, the disc assessment is entirely who you are, but I like the disc assessment because it, it it's like a very quick and easy um, uh, assessment of my situation. So applicable to trauma, like, I couldn't, I, I, I just had, like, an epiphany because I looked at my assessment and I'm like, oh, no wonder why I can't share my, no wonder why I have been holding all of this trauma no wonder why I have been stuck with this emotional baggage, with this with this emotional burden. I've been carrying this trauma for months and months and months, and like it's just it's just stayed within me like a weight, like a backpack on my shoulders that's like super heavy because I just carry the trauma all all up inside it, and listen, <laughs> and I don't open up to anybody about it. Uh, but okay, so that's so so I was there, right? I was there. I, I had I I harbored unforgiveness because I couldn't tell anyone about my trauma. And to me, and to me, I am correct in not telling anybody about my trauma because I know because because in my brain I'm thinking, why would I trust you with my trauma? Like, is this the way that everybody do you think that I am everybody <laughs> do you think that I'm everybody that I that I would go? <laughs> I asked myself, do you think that I'm everybody that I would go and tell my trauma to other people? Is that really how other people do it? They share emotions. They share how, no, I don't do that. Um, but because I'm a low eye and like, if you're a high eye, this episode might not be for you, but this episode is for the low eyes, right? So there wasn't really anybody for me to tell, to tell, um, my trauma. Um, and I couldn't trust anybody. And I, I, and that led me to thinking, like, really, there's nobody who can help me about my trauma. But I'm, but I'm here to tell you today that forgiveness is the answer. Uh, you, what you need to do right now, right now, um, if you're, a, if if you related with the low I experience, um, and everything that I have said thus far, you need to forgive your offender and do it right now. Uh, the beauty with forgiveness is that you can do it immediately. You can say you can you can take a walk down memory lane and and remember your offender whoever did that wrong thing to you, uh, and then you can say I forgive you. Say it with me. 
I forgive you. If you didn't say it, at least say it in your mind. I forgive you. And that's your freedom right there. Congratulations. You are healed. You are free from your trauma. We just went from forgiveness to freedom. Forgiveness is the best prescription for trauma because you can do it on your own time. Uh, many people... We, we, oh, excuse me. <laughs> it's too early. Too early for that. Too early for that. We haven't ended. All right. Too early for that. Um, for, excuse me. <laughs> forgiveness. Uh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, the podcast ended a little bit too early because <laughs> we're a little bit over time. But I, but I was saying that um, uh, forgiveness, you can do it on your own time. You can uh, forgive on your own and you don't need to tell anybody. You don't need to tell anybody that you forgave. Why? And this is really, 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 really controversial. But I say that because you are forgiving for your freedom. In other words, your offender or the person that you are forgiving. Unfortunately, guys, I have to be really direct with y'all. They don't know that they offended you. They don't know that they hurt you. And they, and they don't know what you have felt and experienced day in and day. They don't know how practical your pain was such that when you started a new relationship, your trauma resurfaced. They don't know that. When you started a new job, your trauma resurfaced. They don't know that. You went to X, Y, and Z and your trauma resurfaced. They don't know that. Only you do. So you forgive for your freedom. Uh, that's why forgiveness is the best prescription for trauma because it involves you and your God. You you can pray. You can. Pr I encourage you to pray and ask God to help you forgive. Uh, but at the at the end of the day, guys, the bottom line is you need to take the leap of faith and forgive your offender for your freedom. And I promise you that you will be the best version of you once you do that. <laughs> All right. So just like I said earlier, you you heard that you heard that music in the background because we are about two minutes over. Uh, but check it out. Positive action steps or practical solutions that you can do today. Forgive for forgive for your freedom. Uh, say, I forgive you. Take a walk down memory lane. Remember what your offender did to you and forgive them. Forgive where you are. I don't know where you, you may be in a mental health ward. You may be in a detention center. You may be in, 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 in your in your mama's crib. You may be uh, at your at your boy's house. You may be driving as you are listening to this podcast. And by the way, I thank you so, so, so much for taking time out of your day to listen. Uh, but wherever you are, forgive, 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 forgive right where you are. You don't need anything to forgive. There are no, you know, you got to do this in order to forgive. You got to you gotta look like this. To, no, you don't got to do anything, nothing. You just forgive as you are in your as-is condition. And finally, get awareness of your natural behaviors by taking the DISC assessment. The DISC assessment takes about 15 minutes to complete. Um, it asks you to rate your preference for certain things in a scale of, uh, you know, highest to lowest. Uh, and, and then it gives you a 22-page result uh, about your um, behavioral tendencies so you can contact me to help you take the DISC assessment, guys. Please do contact me where I am. I am on the gram, guys. Catch me on the gram. The prescription for trauma on Instagram. I hope that this episode has added a ton of value to your life. I hope that this episode has blessed you. 
Thank you for tuning in and let's drop the beat. Thanks so much for listening to the Prescription for Trauma podcast. We help young black men identify their trauma, forgive, and step into their God-given purpose. I hope this episode added a lot of value to you. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.